Hi, you're tuning in to Rusty Thomas, where once a week he brings the brilliance of scripture to every dynamic of life. For the last 40 years, Rusty has served the Lord as a father, minister, and political figure on the streets, churches, and capitals in our nation and abroad. You are going to hear compelling truths that will prayerfully build up your faith and equip you to meet the challenges of life with the confidence of God's Word. This is Kingdom Moments with my father, Rusty Thomas. Well, howdy folks. This is another episode with Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas. So glad you're here today. I pray God's grace and peace be unto you. And so today I thought it would be apropos that I catch you up on our kingdom journeys and adventures. Uh, Today's uh, episode title is Florida or Bust. And so, yes, here I am in Florida at an undisclosed location, bringing to you my first podcast from the Sunshine State. So, so glad you're here with us today. Just wanted to kind of go through some things about what is happening now uh, as we're making this uh, move uh, to Florida and setting up Kingdom Shop here. So, yeah, it's been quite an ordeal, quite an adventure. Um, I always tell people if uh, Christianity is not the greatest adventure in your life, you're doing Christianity wrong. I mean, what an incredible adventure. What a credible journey uh, when you give your life to Christ and pour it out in his service. You just never know what a day will hold. I will just tell you that. So anyway, brothers and sisters, um, we still have some unfinished business in Texas. My wife, my beautiful bride, Kendra, is still there uh, in Texas with my daughter, Jubilee, and Kendra's mom, Nana. And so uh, my three daughters, the twins, uh, Maranatha and Sophia and Tora, and... uh, my son, uh, Valiant, and his bride, and two young sons, we, we did a convoy uh, with my oldest son, Elijah. And so we packed up all of our belongings uh, in Texas. Uh, we had this convoy uh, to Florida, and uh, we set up shop. And so we uh, were not able to secure our own home Uh, in Florida yet, so we had to settle for a rental property. Uh, On all I could tell you, it's not Texas, right? Texas is wide open spaces. You know, you got room to breathe. You know, we had a fairly large house, you know, raising 13 children on the front line of the battle. And so when I say we are downsized, we are majorly downsized. And so, you know, I just told my family, hey, we're trying to go from a two lane to a four lane, and now we're a one lane. And so we are in one lane mode uh, as we are seeking the Lord, as we are setting up shop, as we're rolling up our sleeves uh, to start this church plant, the American Reformation Church. So there's a division of labor going on right now. My wife and daughter and Nana 
they're tying up all the loose ends in Texas, and prayerfully, they're going to catch up with us uh, about a week prior to our opening church service, which is Sunday, October 29th, and we're connecting the American Reformation Church with the historical anniversary of the Reformation. Um, And so that is not um, a coincidence. That is actually by design. Semper Reformanda, always reforming. And so our goal is to reform the church, to restore communities. I mean, so critically important. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, um, I got to tell you, um, you know, leading up, you know, to this great move at this stage of my life at 67 years old, the only way I could describe it, it was kind of surreal. Like, it didn't feel like it was real, right? But each day, you know, certain realities were coming upon us. And it's getting more real, you know, as the days approach, right? So um, the good thing was, I guess we were just so busy, you know, trying to prepare and pack up and, you know, do all the things that are necessary. And I'm telling you, after 30 years of a root system in Texas, we had a lot of connections, a lot of, you know, different dealings and just trying to, um, you know, put in the change of addresses and things of this nature. It was massive. I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters, it was massive, right? And so it was like the night before we were getting to head out, uh, my daughter, Destiny, and her husband, Caleb, and the grandkids. And it's honestly, it was, it's been very hard on them. Uh, as we are moving to Florida, and it was hard on us, but it really didn't hit me. And again, because I was just so busy taking care of business, I really wasn't absorbing, you know, this massive move and what it would mean uh, to some of our family and what it would mean to us. And so, you know, we got together for, you know, a parting dinner, you know, and a time of prayer as a family as we're getting ready to embark on this new vision and mission in our life, but also leaving behind, you know, some people who are very near and dear to us, you know, my own daughter and her family. And and quite honestly, it's Destiny who's majorly responsible for this podcast. So if you're blessed by this podcast, You can thank my daughter because she's the one who kicked me in the rear and said, Dad, you got to do this. You know, it's important, you know, for future ministry, even to our own family. And so anyway, you know, here we are. We're having our good night, our goodbye dinner, and um, we're praying. And I got to tell you, it was right then and there, brothers and sisters. This move hit me like a ton of brick right? It just fell upon me. And here I am, I'm calling for my grandkids, I'm holding them, I'm kissing them, I'm giving them, you know, grandpa's goodbye, blessing, and boy, man, my heart was just shattered. It was just shattered. 
you know, I, I don't know, I guess I was just ignoring it or not thinking about it. But boy, when the time came that we're actually leaving in the morning, saying goodbye to our family, I, you know, there's no easy way, brothers and sisters. Emotionally, it was tough. It was hard, you know, and I, I just began to sob, you know, like it was it was pretty intense. And, um, so, you know, we know we said our goodbyes, our tearful goodbyes. And then, of course, the next morning we got up. It was a major work day. We had to get, you know, the U-Haul trucks and, you know, Valiant had his truck and a trailer and we rented a 26 footer. And honestly, for all the things that we've accumulated for 30 years, it would probably have taken two 26 foot trucks to carry everything, you know, and, um, you know, we, you know, we had a large house, you know, six bedrooms and an office. And, and that's how we raised our 13 children. God really blessed us with that home. Uh, and, but we got rid of so much stuff and, you know, sold stuff on, you know, Facebook market. Uh, and we threw a lot of stuff away. But even with that, that 26 foot truck was packed to the gills. There was no room to breathe on that truck, you know, with all the stuff. And so, you know, the next morning we head out and uh, Elijah, you know, drove the truck and, Eli and uh, Valiant drove his truck and trailer. They continued to Florida while uh, the twins, Tor and I, stopped off in New Orleans uh, to have a church service with Pastor Dale and King Jesus Ministries. And that was just such a blessing, you know, so awesome. They just really wanted to love on us and bless on us as we make this transition. And so uh, there was another brother, a missionary from uh, a foreign place. I can't give you the specific information uh, because of the danger um, that these people would be in if they were known. Um, but him and I shared the service and he shared a lot about the mission field and I just got to share on the vision and mission of what God is calling uh, for us to do in Florida. It was an awesome time. We had great uh, a lunch afterwards and fellowship. It's just so good to, uh, to be with Pastor Dale and his precious family. Uh, we have been very close with them through the years. I'm actually a, a presbyter over his church. Um, so he, he asked me to fulfill that position. And so through the years, we've had this ongoing uh, kingdom relationship that's been so good uh, to my soul and prayerfully to them. Uh, so anyways, uh, after that, you know, we were making our journey uh, into Florida. And uh, what was so neat, brothers and sisters, and I just, you know, God has his ways, right, of just affirming uh, his will to us. And so literally... As we're passing from Alabama to Florida, I just was just made aware just how distinctive Florida truly is, the Sunshine State, because as soon as we crossed the line, it was like somebody turned on a switch, like everything came alive. You know, the, the sky was just bluer. Uh, man, there were birds everywhere flying and we're going you know, uh, 
you know, passing through, uh, you know, water passageways. And I mean, it just, it was, it's a whole different culture, a whole different, um, like vibe, I guess, you know, coming into, into Florida. And as we're, we're crossing into Florida, I just happened to be, you know, channel surfing and I came across the Sean Hannity and yes, the show and yes, God can even speak through Sean Hannity. So as we're, as we're, you know, driving uh, into Florida, he's interviewing the governor of South Dakota. I think her name is Christy Noam. Uh, but anyway, she has this uh, deal called Freedom Works, where she's inviting people to come to South Dakota. So she's doing all these commercials where she's, you know, acting like she's doing plumbing work or electrical work, and she's working hard. And she goes, "Oh, you know, I." I I do much better like working as the governor of the great state of South Dakota. But for all you plumbers out there, electricians, all of you that have, you know, skilled trade, you know, licenses, you know, come to South Dakota, right? Pack up your family, move across the nation and set up in South Dakota because this is the land of opportunity. This is the land of freedom. And so if you will pack up your family and come here, you will prosper. You know, we have all kinds of great opportunities for you. You can start off at, you know, 80000 to $100,000 a year just starting off. So come, you know, we invite you to South Dakota, but here's the thing, you're going to have to move, you're going to have to uproot, you're going to have to pack it up and come here. Well, then, you know, she's sharing this, and then Sean Handy was talking about, you know, his testimony, his life. Now, remember, we just crossed Alabama into Florida, and what are we doing? We're, we're packing up, we're moving, you know, <laughs> we're starting over in Florida. And so here's Sean Handy, and he's talking about you know, I started in Long Island, New York. I I had to pack up and move to go to L.A. And then from L.A., I had to pack up and move to go to Alabama. And from Alabama, I had to pack up and move to Atlanta. And that's where his fortunes dramatically changed. That's where he got involved with Fox News. And his life, you know, and career majorly took off. And, and what he was sharing was if he did not have the courage, you know, to start over, the courage to pack up and move to all these different places, none of the great fortune that he has experienced would have take, taken place. And so, like, this is what I am listening to as I'm coming into Florida. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, what? An encouraging word as we're literally living this out at that moment uh, in our life. And so I don't think that is a coincidence because I got to tell you, brothers and sisters, is we have been sharing and this is an amazing phenomenon. Our church is growing in leaps and bounds and we still haven't had our first church service. It's just the vision and mission. It is so resonating. Uh, in the hearts of men, women, and children, that literally people are moving out, of, that, who are out of state, 
coming specifically to start this work in Florida. So it's massively encouraging what is going on, brothers and sisters. And so anyway, we, we arrived, uh, and yes, I, I, uh, when we arrived, I, I did a FaceTime video with uh, my bride, Kendra. And again, you know, we came from a home that was over 3,100 square feet. And so our rental property, which is fairly expensive, Florida's fairly expensive, it's like less than half the house that we left behind. And again, we're just in that one laid mode. And so I'm trying to put a good face on this situation, trying to encourage my bride. And, I can, you know, Kendra, she's just holding back the tears, right? She's like, oh, because she, she really wants to get established in her own home. She wants the nest. She wants to have a place where she can love on people, show hospitality, and that her home would be dedica dedicated uh, to the ministry of the Lord. And so we're going to have like seven people in this very crowded, you know, rental property. Uh, and obviously we, we're, we're still working to try to get our own home. And you could, if you wouldn't, wouldn't mind, please pray for that because there's two really big issues right now. We got to, we got to get into our own home as a family that would meet our need as a family. Uh, but we're also uh, needing really right away a new church building. It's a good problem. We need a new, new larger church building to handle the growth of this church. And again, we haven't even had our first service yet. Uh, but the people that are coming, the people who have committed, we're literally starting off with a congregation that would normally take a church like five to seven years to grow. I mean, that's how much the Lord has blessed uh, this church plant. And, um, and God is sending quality men, good kingdom, tried and true leaders to be elders of this work. And uh, we got a, a bunch of young people, right, that they're starting off in life. They're, they're building their family now. They're building their businesses. And so a lot of babies. And that is just so exciting. I, I, I came across a quote that talked about a healthy church. And this is what we want. We want men singing loudly the praise and worship of God with lifting up of holy hands and in a lot of crying babies. Right. That's the sound of a growing church that has a future and a hope. And and this is what we're starting with, brothers and sisters. It's it's so amazing what the Lord has done and what he has set in motion. Well, anyway, you know, we we arrive, we we unpack and had to get a, a storage room to fit the excess stuff that we brought. And uh, we still got to get another um uh, kind of a trailer to get the rest of our stuff in Texas and uh, to get mom and Jubilee and Kendra's mom, you know, here uh, to Florida. And prayerfully, they're going to come uh, about a week prior to our opening service. But So that means we're going to be separated about seven weeks 
like seven weeks without my helpmate and without our family intact. And so, yeah, you know, there's there's no question there's sacrifice involved in following the Lord in obedience to start this uh, church plant. But I truly believe it's going to be well worth it, you know, as we start uh, this next phase of serving the Lord by planning this church, the American Reformation Church. And so it's been interesting, brothers and sisters, uh, since our arrival, um, there is no doubt that the powers that be uh, are aware that we have moved into the Sunshine State. Um, I got invited as soon as I, as I was coming, uh, and people were aware that I was coming into Florida, I got invited to be the guest speaker at TCAP, which is the church at Planned Parenthood. And so I said, sure, you know, just, you know, it, I had a you know, couple of days to get acclimated, get set up. And, and so we had the opportunity uh, to go to the gates of hell, to lift high the name of Jesus. And so uh, what was interesting, the locals who have been going there for quite some time, um, I guess before I arrived, there was never a pro-abort or death scort presence at Planned Parenthood. And so there, there was no uh, sort of resistance or opposition uh, to the gospel going forth at the gates of hell. Well, apparently uh, the enemy's camp found out that I have moved to Florida, that, that I was the guest speaker, and so they came out uh, in force. And, uh, and so there was a powerful opportunity uh, to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And what I did is I shared the message that gave birth to the vision of the church at Planned Parenthood. And I explained that, you know, when Jeremiah was going through his ordeal, you know, my duty was clear as a dad. Is I needed to be by his side. So, you know, we suspended all the the ministry projects that we were working on and really kind of turned over the leadership of OSA to Jason, to Darren and Lucas while I did my duty as a dad, you know, to be by my son's side as he is going through this incredible uh, ordeal where, you know, in his last days, he lived so well, you know, for the Lord and he died so well for the Lord. Well, while I was at home, you know, ministering to my son, you know, we get this call from Spokane, Washington, and some of the abolitionist brethren said, Brother Rusty, you know, we have this incredible opportunity that's taking place in Spokane, Washington. Abolitionist groups are working with local churches and pastors, like unified in Christ, because usually there's normally um, sort of a hostile relationship, you know, where the abolitionists, you know, are, you know, agitating the local church to do their duty uh, uh, in Christ to abolish abortion. And of course, the, the churches normally take umbrage at that and, and, and sort of uh, reject the call to abolitionists on the behavior of the abolitionist, right? And so that gives them a way out, right? 
that, that excuses their disobedience. And so to have the abolitionist groups and the churches working together, that's phenomenal. That really takes place. And so they called me and they said they want OSA to cover the event and lead the charge. Well, obviously, this is a golden opportunity, but my duty is still to be with my son. And, um, and so I talked to my wife and I talked to Jeremiah. You know, I make known this opportunity. And in typical Jeremiah fashion, where he's putting the Lord and the kingdom first, he said, Dad, you got to go. There's no question about it. The Lord has opened this door and you got to go. And I said, well, son, you'll be okay. You know, yes, dad, I'll be okay. Go and serve the Lord. And so my son uh, released me and with his blessing, God sent me, you know, to Spokane, Washington. And so uh, one of the church services with Pastor Ken Peters, um, the message the Lord laid on my heart was upon this rock. And it's from Matthew 16, you know. When Jesus goes to Caesarea Philippi and he reveals two incredible revelations, you know, who he truly is, that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, the Messiah, the promise one, and of course, the role and function of his church, that he's going to build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So as I'm ministering this message, I mean, the presence of God is thick in the room. I mean, the Holy Spirit just showed up. And as I'm preaching, I'm watching the pastor, Pastor Ken, and I can see uh, the wheels are turning in his head. I mean, he, he, he was a sponge. He was absorbing uh, this message. And the Lord had moved so powerfully upon him through the message that he literally stopped me preaching. He like interrupted the service and he said, church, you know, we're a church planning church. And so I believe based upon this message that the next church plant is the church at Planned Parenthood. And so literally he received instruction, he received direction. And uh, based upon this message, he acted upon it and that's what gave birth to the church at Planned Parenthood. And there's a few of them around the nation. And, uh, and so, you know, I was able to share that testimony. And the Lord really blessed it because uh, the saints were out, brothers and sisters. There was a large presence of brothers and sisters there. And it really uh, encouraged uh, their spirit and lifted you know, up the Lord in their life. And uh, of course, we gave them heaven, you know, to the pro-aborts and Planned Parenthood. Um, but the other interesting thing, uh, so the enemy's camp is aware that, you know, we've moved here to Florida. But the other interesting thing is the lady who invo uh, invited us to come, Michelle Herzog, uh, and we go back a long way, like her and I, you know, started uh, a rescue together. You know, she was definitely one of the handmaidens of the Lord that got involved in rescue early on when it started. And she participated in some of the rescues that we had organized. So we go way back. Well, she 
sends me an audio message that when I'm on my way to Orlando and she goes, Rusty, this tickled me. She goes, you know, we have a decent relationship with the Orlando Police Department. Uh, and normally I'm the one that's contacting them about, you know, what's coming up. She goes, this was the first time in all the years that we have done this that the police contacted me. And she goes, and the reason why they contacted me is they saw your name as the guest speaker. So both the enemy's camp and the law enforcement are very much aware that the Thomas Nation has moved to Florida and we are setting up shop here. And so right after that, um, I had another appointment in Florida uh, in Orlando, and they were having a um, city council meeting here in Melbourne. And so I couldn't make it in person. So I decided to write the mayor and the city council a letter. And it, it concerns the Space Coast Pride Fest. And the churches have been working diligently uh, in this area uh, to shut down the homosexual agenda. And the city council is seriously considering pulling their permit. So I just wanted to come alongside to encourage them to do what is right in the sight of the Lord. And so I want to go over with you the message of the letter that I had sent to them. And prayerfully, this will encourage you and also maybe to help equip you when you're dealing with local magistrates. And, and understand this, brothers and sisters, our coming to Florida is not just to establish the American Reformation Church, but through the church to you know, set up a mission to the magistrate, both locally here in Melbourne, Florida, and in Tallahassee, which is the state capital of Florida. So once, you know, once we're up and running and functioning, th those are some of the things we're going to be putting our hand to, uh, to advance the kingdom of Christ in the state of Florida. So I, I got this chance to introduce myself, you know, to the mayor and to the city council. So I said, the Lord richly bless you. Hello, my name is Pastor Rusty Thomas. I just moved from Texas to the great state of Florida to start a church called the American Reformation Church. It is based on the four F's, faith, fatherhood, family, and freedom. It is our prayer that our presence here will be a blessing to this community and beyond. Now, I was informed that you have an important meeting tonight concerning the Space Coast Pride Fest. As one who is familiar with the growing tyranny in our federal government and the moral anarchy sweeping our nation, I can certainly sympathize with the moral dilemmas plaguing local county, and state government officials. You end up between a rock and a hard place, seeking to negotiate through the maze of the burning issues plaguing our nation and communities. 
I've spent the majority of my life studying the Bible and history. And one thing is clear, corrupt government officials seeking to oppress a people have always used sexual immorality to seduce the masses to ignore their despotism. Rome called it bread and circuses. Marxists utilize what they call useful idiots as the frontline fodder to overthrow free nations like ours to establish communism. We as a nation have gone from cultural Marxism in our institutions of higher learning, and now with the advent of the Biden administration, Marxists are gaining a firmer grip on the sword of civil government. It is a dangerous time for us all. Historically, traditional families were viewed as a major building block to support healthy societies in a sound government. Now, the God-ordained institution of family in our day is viewed as an archaic social construct that needs to be discarded or radically redefined. In this national suicide pursuit, we have managed to raise a generation which finds it increasingly difficult to know the difference between a boy and a girl. God, forgive us. The Antichrist powers that be which believe in statism, government as God, understand that in order to amass power to control its citizens, they must weaken the family. Sexual decadence has been one of the primary ways to undermine faith, family, and freedom by those who seek tyrannical control over the masses. Chaos needs order and government by emergency provides both. This creates a perceived crisis, which manipulates us to give government more power to, quote, solve the problem. Why waste a good crisis, especially if it furthers the tyrant's power base? As a minister of the gospel of the kingdom, I want you to know that I have compassion upon those who are sexually confused and are bound by sexual immorality. They will always be welcomed in our church with the hope that God's Word and Holy Spirit will set them free. This is different from the LGBTQ agenda that cannot reproduce to survive, and therefore they must of necessity seduce and groom our children to thrive. I've personally ministered the gospel at these sodomite gatherings and was appalled by the deviant behavior displayed in front of impressionable children. It is a crime against humanity and should never be encouraged by the church or state if we desire a future and hope for our children and grandchildren. Biblically, Homosexuality means the burning out of man. It means our civilization is spiraling down towards oblivion. We are out of order as a people, and our lives are spinning out of control. Historically, rampant homosexuality has been one of the social malignancies 
that have preceded the fall of nations, Greece, Rome, etc. This is the danger we face as you contemplate your decision on whether to enable this debauchery or to spare this community, this grave wickedness. I pray you do what is right and know that I'm available to meet with you all. Break some bread and pray for you as you wrestle through these burning issues and need biblical guidance. In King Jesus' service, Pastor Rusty Thomas, American Reformation Church. So there you go, brothers and sisters. Um, we've made it to the Sunshine State. Um, we are going to have our, well, I guess, you know, our, our official opening service is Sunday, October 29th. But I worked out with another pastor, Jason Brown of Sun Tree Grace Brethren. They're going to let us use their building on Wednesday night to start our prayer meeting for the church. So we're going to have our first uh, official prayer meeting for the church Wednesday, September 20th. And so we're beginning in earnest, brothers and sisters. And, um, and I would just ask you, if you wouldn't mind, to join us and to pray and intercede uh, for this church, the American Reformation Church. We want to be firing on all pistons. We want to hit the kingdom of God from all angles. We want to have mercy ministries, evangelistic ministries, uh, political ministries. Um, we, we, we're just wanting to be salt and light uh, to advance the gospel of the kingdom and fulfill the Great Commission. And so, obviously, this is a time of sacrifice, a time of sowing, a time that we're uprooting and moving and planting uh, in a new location. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's great challenges. Uh, a lot of things that we are going through, brothers and sisters, but we believe it is worth it. The Lord and his kingdom and his salvation amongst men and nation is worth everything, right? To spend and be spent for the cause of Christ. And to those of you, brothers and sisters, who are wrestling about coming to Florida, I really want to encourage you to seek the face of God, to pray. Because I get it, brothers and sisters, this, this is no light matter. This is no small thing to pack up and leave what you're familiar with. Uh, but I uh, just recently uh, shared an old message, an old meme that I had placed on Facebook. And I shared there's two consistencies in life, change and the Lord who changes not. As long as we live in this life, brothers and sisters, there are going to be changes. But I, And I get it. We, we're more comfortable with what is familiar, right? And so it's hard for us to change. But brothers and sisters, if there's a chance, if there's an opportunity to come together, 
to further the cause of Christ, to advance his kingdom in the earth, to go on a new adventure, you know, where there's opportunity, right? Where, where there's uh, a chance to, you know, enjoy the fruit of our labor and prosper, you know, the works of the Lord, you know, would you do it? Would, would you, would you risk it? Because I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, to fulfill the cultural mandate, to fulfill the gospel of the kingdom, there is risk involved. And anybody who tells you different, brother and sisters, um, you know, they might as well, you know, sell you, you know, beachfront property in Nevada. They're lying to you. And so, brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave that right there. I want to encourage you to seek the Lord, if not moving here, but would you at least pray? And if you could, support the work. This is an, ex you know, this is an expensive deal, brothers and sisters, just moving. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the expenses were wild, right? And then to start a church plant. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we're needing, you know, to start this church plant, you know. Um, church equipment, you know, live stream equipment. Uh, this, this is an expensive ordeal, brothers and sisters. So uh, if you would, consider uh, praying for us and, and support the work. Um, it's very, very helpful. So anyway, uh, you keep pressing on to that high calling prize. And God bless you. Till next time. This is Kingdom Moments with Rusty Thomas signing off.